0: The, diamond I realized, the, I to time. the Empathy Museum presents A Mile in My Shoes. These are shoes are beautiful green suede trainers. They look quite well worn. There is some uh, dark spot on the rubber sole. And the person who used these shoes, uh, maybe cleaned a lot these shoes because the suede is um, well washed. These shoes belong to Leticia. This is her story. When I finished my degree in psychology, I started my master's in child psychotherapy and early years intervention in a small university in Barcelona. One day, my master's tutor called me because she wanted to talk to me. She wanted to offer me a job. It was the best surprise I never had. The university was opening a clinical service and they wanted me to be part of the team. I was working with adoptive families who had adopted their children in a foreign country. We offered training groups for the future parents because we wanted them to understand that the needs of an adopted child are not always the same as the needs of a biological child, especially if they came from a different culture, ethnicity or language. And also we wanted them to understand and empathise with the experience of life that their children could have lived, and the consequences that the trauma could have in their behaviour and adaptation to their new life and family. But all this experience working with children and teaching about working with them didn't help me the day I met Lucas. I met him in the middle of the first coronavirus lockdown. I was a little depressed because I had to interrupt my international PhD placement in London and I had to return to Barcelona. One day I was on Instagram and I saw the picture of a little rescue dog that was waiting to be adopted. I fell in love with him immediately. I already have a dog But for a long time, I was thinking about adopting another one. And I thought it was a sign that the moment to do it had arrived. I follow this this rescue home uh, on Instagram, and I never felt like, oh my God, I want to adopt this dog. I don't know, maybe it was like love at at first sight, (laughs) but with a dog. (laughs) I sent the adoption application form, and after a few online interviews, The rescue home said that I could pick the little dog up. He had been placed in a foster family, and when I met them, they said, you're lucky to have him, he's a good dog. We named him Lucas, but you can change if you don't like the name. Lucas is one of my favorite boys' names, and I think it's fun to name a dog with a human name. I remember that when we delivered the adoption training, We always said to the future parents that the life of the adopted children doesn't begin when they are adopted. They already have a name and it's respectful and empathetic to maintain it. I wanted to be empathetic with the little dog, so I decided to call him Lucas too. My children were very excited when I arrived home with Lucas. He seemed like a little fox with brown and orange hair, same color eyes and pointed ears. He was very cute, but he was very scared. He sniffed all the house, especially Bimba, our older dog, but he was very stressed and he hid under my bed for hours. The following day, I had to go to my office to collect a few documents, and I decided to go with Lucas. It was a very sunny day in Barcelona. I suppose it was when this street lockdown finished and the city was empty. And it, it was, oh, it's a lovely day, I'm, I'm with this cute dog and um, I can enjoy the city uh, with, without uh, a lot of people around. I thought that a long walk could be nice to start bonding with him. But when we were in the street, a big truck sounded the horn and Lucas was very frightened. He managed to get rid of the lead and started to get away from me. At the beginning, I didn't want to run after him because I didn't want to scare him even more. And I called him, Lucas, come here, good boy. But suddenly another horn sounded and he started to run like hell. He seemed like the rabbit in a greyhound racetrack. He began to cross the road over and over again, and I started crying while I was running after him because I was sure that I'd never seen him alive again. Then I tripped and I fell in the middle of the road. With my hands and my knees bleeding, I couldn't see Lucas. At this point, I was crying uncontrollably when I saw him running again far away. Two young men who had witnessed the whole scene approached me and said, Are you okay? Come on, the three of us can catch him. They were so nice that suddenly I didn't feel the pain or the fear and we began to run after him. It looked like those comedy movies when someone wants to catch a hen or a wild pig. After a few attempts, Lucas ran past by his side and I jumped over him with all my strength and I finally caught him. When we returned home, I felt exhausted. My knees were hurting so much and I began to wonder if it had been a good idea to adopt this little dog. The next day, I had a medical examination and I asked a good friend of mine if he could walk the dogs for me because I was having anesthetic. I explained our experience to him and I asked him to walk in quiet streets. When I came back, I found my friend with his knee injured very badly. Lucas had tried to escape and he had caught him like a rugby ball exactly as I did. At this point, I was convinced that adopting Lucas had been the worst idea. I felt afraid when I was in the street with him because he only wanted to escape and return, I guess, with the foster family. I was convinced that he would never see me as his owner and maybe the best option would be to return him. I decided to speak with my children, and explained them my fears and thoughts. Lola, the older one, began to cry. And Eric, the youngest, looked at me with this face I'll never forget, the most disappointed child in the world. He asked me if he could sleep at his father's that night. I think I'll never feel more guilty in my life. They asked me to think more about it and I promised them I would. At night, when they were asleep, I cried because I felt overwhelmed with the situation. Maybe my decision was impulsive because I felt sad and bored with the lockdown. And I was warming that little dog and my children with my selfishness. I felt the worst mom, the worst person, and the worst child psychotherapist ever because I didn't know how to take care of this little dog. But suddenly, something changed in my mind. I had had a lot of experience working with adopted children Maybe I could try and understand Lucas as if he was a child. He had suffered maltreatment in the past in a house with 72 dogs. Dogs that came from this situation, they have uh, a lot of issues. His fear when I had to leave him alone at home, the need to scratch the floor and run and run up and down the house because of the anxiety, the pee all around the flat. I began to see him with different eyes. And when I started to approaching him in that way, he began to bond with me. I think I started to, to love him then, and, and he could feel that. About Lola and Eric, it took them a while to forgive me for not being the perfect mom that they wanted me to be. And it was hard for me, because I am a perfectionist, and I felt that I felt them. But a few months later, I think it was a positive thing for all of us, because that's life. Children realize that parents are not perfect. And parents can breathe because they don't have to be perfect to be good enough parents. At the end, Lucas came to our lives with an important life lesson. And I love him even more for that. (laughs) Lucas! Lucas! Dogs, they, they don't have uh, the same brain as, as, a, as a human, but uh, they have feelings and it's, it's useful and I think it's necessary just to, um, to put in, in their shoes and to understand them. This podcast is part of the GLA ESOL Plus Arts Project, a collaboration between City Lit Adult Education College, Empathy Museum, Boldface and storyteller Ariane Hagilias. The project explores how ESOL and the arts can work together to promote English language learning in the UK capital. The music in this podcast was Aerial by Bayer Unit, Summer Rain by Bayer Unit, Flutterby by Poddington Bear and Le Grand Chase by Kevin MacLeod. It also included sounds from Amnu.